Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team. Richard Love save! Mike Smith, a game saver! And he got run over by Zach Cassian. He's like one of those top teams, and we're working our way to that level. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Ryan. Denied by Smith, who saves the game again. Josh Archibald wins the game! My message today is we're trying to win. One-timer score! Leon Dreisler on the right circle! No risk, no game. And now we're going to have a goalie for action! This is NHL overtime! This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Leon Dreisler. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex. Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. We literally go old school to open up the show. It's funny. The older you get, the more you realize, the less you know, except maybe when it comes to that song. And you come to terms with the reality that you get it with each and every passing day. This is Oilers Now. we got a jam-packed, and I do mean a jam-packed show. we got a lot to get to. Again, it's brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Paul Coffey and Grant Fuhr have just wrapped up sort of a... Uh, 
a legend series availability. Talking a bit about the 1987 Stanley Cup playoffs. We're going to get you a couple of those clips uh, that they did on a conference call today. Brian Lawton from the NHL Network. Uh, time permitting, David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. Oilers forward, Gaetan Haas, calling us from Switzerland in uh, the uh, late until the final hour of the show. And we will head off at 1 o'clock today uh, for a presser with Alberta Premier Jason Kenney as well. So lots to... Uh, we get to. Uh, Oilers now, here's how you get hold of us. You can reach us at any time on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, 7804960063. Ashley Fine Floors, ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. And uh, we're also available on the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline at 7804960063. And River Creek, when we do get back up and at them, and I mean fully back up and at them, River Creek will be back up and Adam as well. Of course, uh, we're living in a COVID-19 world right now. That is just simply the reality of the situation. I know many of you uh, have have learned a lot more about the parameters of what's occurred here. You monitor things. You follow things on a daily basis. And 6.30, Chad has you covered again. We'll run the Jason Kenney press conference just after 1 o'clock today. Eileen Bell with updates on COVID-19 pandemic on the half hours. Jalen Nye coming up at 2 o'clock, Global News Hour at uh, 6 o'clock. Alberta now, or, uh, well, not Alberta, but Canada closing in, unfortunately, on uh, 3,000 deaths. One of the things that we're going to see, and we referenced this a bit yesterday, the fact that at one time when uh, Paul Martin was prime minister in this country, he looked at a national governing body for uh, old age facilities, and there are some beliefs out there that the deaths from nursing homes and old age facilities uh you know, extended elderly care facilities could be in the range of 80%. I know Nora Loretto has been uh, updating this on a daily basis. Yesterday, Dr. Dina Hinshaw said 52 of the 80 deaths in the province of Alberta uh, unfortunately came from individuals who had been in long care uh long-term care facilities. It's 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 a tough tough time for everybody out there. Little bit of good news specific to Edmonton. The city of Edmonton as of yesterday according to Alberta Health down to roughly 10% of the province's positive cases under 100 active cases in the city of Edmonton right now. Uh, those updates come every day at 3:30. Obviously still some problems in southern Alberta and Calgary that's a given. Uh, we've been you know, perhaps luckier here in Edmonton, maybe fewer international flights out of the get-go played a factor as well. Again, Jason Kenney, uh, who tweeted earlier today that there will be a rollout plan. Uh, Saskatchewan did one, was it late last week, early this, uh, well, actually just today, Manitoba, uh, Saskatchewan. The, the four prairie provinces, or the three prairie provinces in B.C., the western provinces, have uh, not been hit as severely, certainly in terms of death, as Ontario and Quebec. And, and hey, I think there's lots of reasons why that maybe occurred, including just, you know, population density. Anyhow, we'll have Jason Kenny coming up for you at uh, 1 o'clock. This is a hockey show, but the reality is nothing happens until uh, we get it someplace with COVID-19. Uh, in terms of the, the hockey business, it pales in comparison to the more serious business that's out there. We all know that. But there could be some re- uh, reason for optimism here moving forward at some stages. Look, I'm not going to guarantee they're going to play or conclude the 2019-20 season. 
if you're far to the left on this issue, many of you would say, shut everything down, don't open up anything until we have a vaccine. If you're far to the right, you might say, hey, my personal freedom's been taken away from me. Enough of this, let's get into some herd immunity. If you're somewhere in the middle, where I think a lot of people are, you're sitting there going, well, there has to be a way to maneuver around it. That's why it's gonna be interesting to see what Alberta's rollout plan's gonna be moving forward. The one thing I will say, if there is hockey in 20, a conclusion to the 2019-20 season, one of the things, if they go to a regional playdown model, if we can get to that place, and of course we've got to have uh, quick testing devices in order to do so, that has to be approved. Uh, uh, and there's some Canadian companies that have been approved for American, uh, for the U.S. and for countries in Europe, but not yet approved for Canada. We have to have quick testing devices. One of the benefits that Canada will have, cities like Edmonton and theoretically Toronto, if they were to host a divisional playdown, the Canadian dollar. It'll just be simply cheaper to run those events in Canadian markets. So we'll wait and see. A lot's got to happen. I know I read a piece today from Pierre Lebrun saying 2021 season could be uh, delayed all the way to December. You know, fans are a huge part of this. Could we in, you know, what are we? We're in May now, uh, five months in, or almost at May, five months in a year, seven, you know, six months from now, could we be at a place where we could have fans attending games today? I don't know. Again, many of you to the left would say, not a chance. Many of you to the right would say, yeah, absolutely. Why not? It, it You know, there's some pretty interesting perspectives out there and believe me we get them on a daily basis all right so we'll have to wait and see again we'll have the press conference coming up for you one o'clock let's get into uh the top story which is brought to you by gray rock exteriors mother nature wreaks havoc on your home book your free no obligation inspection today visit grayrockexteriors.ca the owners made it official yesterday they signed gaytan haas we'll hear from gaytan a little bit later on uh he's basically getting a do-over for this year this is an incomplete at this stage we're not sure what the market's going to be I think that many of you would agree that Haas showed some quickness and certainly anticipatory uh, abilities. He was often in the right spot on the ice. I do think he had some challenges uh, early sort of translating to the North American game. Why wouldn't he? He never played in North America before. He's got to get better in the face-off circle. But relatively inexpensive uh, flyer for another year in Gaetan Haas. The owner's also today signing Theodore Lenstrom. A uh, quick Swedish left shot. The Oilers got a lot of D on the left side. I mean, he's not going to play ahead of Darnell Nurse or Oscar Kleffbaum. Caleb Jones assigned to a two-year extension. Chris Russell's got another year left in his deal. William Lagason's likely going to get extended. Uh, he's an RFA this year. We'll see what Lindstrom ends up doing, and that won't be until the start of the 2021 season. So there's a couple uh, Oiler tidbits for you. Oilers also re-signed Brad Malone and Luke Esposito to American Hockey League deals. They want a little bit more experience. They're not going to be done trying to improve that team. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if they maybe tried to convince one of the top scorers at a major junior to go in on an AHL deal as well and uh, and maybe bring back a veteran from Europe as well uh, that can help them out uh, to improve sort of the core depth that they had with their American Hockey League team. All right, we mentioned Paul Coffey and Grant Fuhr. Uh, game three tonight from the 87 playoff series is going to be on Sportsnet. We're going to go to our Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. And Paul Coffey, who uh, is, I mean, 
if you have a ch- if you've ever had a chance to meet Paul, uh, he's a really interesting guy. Super bright, uh, lots of uh, lots of energy, and a cool confidence about him as well. But he, one thing about Paul, he never really took a lot of credit for what he was able to do on the ice. And when he talked about the success of the Oilers in 1987, he attributed much of that to Grant Fear. Well, they wouldn't. They, they definitely wouldn't have been as favorable as they were. I mean, the interesting about Granny is I always say that Grant wasn't the greatest greatest goaltender of all time, but there was nobody better. I mean, Grant was just to us to us as good as Wayne was up front. Um, and the thing that always amazed us or astonished us is things never phased Grant. You know, he would get three goals on him and the first minute or five goals after two periods, he'd walk into the dressing room and say to us, boys, they're not going to get any more, which gave, gave us in, instant confidence. And, you know, we'd go into buildings um, prior to the final, like playing Winnipeg or somebody like that, get out shot 15 to three in the first period and be up one, nothing. And that's, uh, that was Grant. We had a great tandem with him and Andy. They were beautiful people, beautiful guys and great goaltenders. And, we would not have had this success, me, myself, personally, without a good guy in the back end, for sure. Now, Grant Fuhrer uh, is a man of few words, but he certainly has a sense of uh, humor. And he had a pretty interesting comment on his plan for Paul Coffey. Let's get to that. I mean, the, the great part about Coffey as a defenseman is offense is a good way to play defense. As long as we have control of the puck, I don't have to worry about it. So having Coffey back there was fabulous. And just to uh, just to jump in a little bit, when I tried to play more defensive and I was in my end in front of Fierzy, he told me to get the heck out of here. Going up, <laughs> going up the ice and have some fun. <laughs> That's it's, a true story. Yeah, it's funny uh, Paul mentions that because, and, and Grant mentions that, you know, one great way to play uh, defense is to, to have the puck on offense. And uh, when Ian Herbers, former Edmonton Oilers player and coach, went back to the University of Alberta after leaving the American Hockey League, the first thing he said to the Bears players, uh, they worked on uh, short cycles, long cycles in the offensive zone uh, transition. And at a certain point, the players said, Coach, are, are we going to uh, – Oh, don't we start to need to work a little bit more in our defensive zone coverage here through the first four or five days of training camp? And uh, Ian looked at him and said, why? When you have the puck in the offensive zone and when you're really good at transitioning the puck out of your own zone, uh, you don't have to work as much on defensive play. I always found that to be uh, an interesting comment. Paul Coffey, Grant Fuhr. Uh, Grant Fuhr gave us and shed some insight. The Oilers, of course, had a three games to one lead in that series against Philadelphia. Uh, the Flyers, to their credit, bounced back three separate times. Game three, game five, game six from two goal deficits to win games. There were, were there some nerves before game seven? Here's Grant Fuhr. You know what? I think it was fairly relaxed. We knew we had a good hockey team. We just had to play well. So as a kid, you dream of playing in a game seven in a Stanley Cup final. So to get that opportunity, I think the guys were excited about it. Maybe at the beginning, a little too excited. But at the same time, we were also confident and relaxed. So we were pretty confident in ourselves. And that's... uh... You know, that's that's Fierzy to a T. The only thing that kept Grant from playing 18 holes that day is I think we had snow flurries in late May. Or he would have, he would have been out golfing the day of a game. But there was, a, there was always a calmness in the dressing room. And we always knew, and it, it sounds repetitive, but it's the truth. We always knew if we left our posts and we weren't uh, we weren't on our game early that Grant would be there for us. And, uh, yeah, we were, we were confident. We were champions and uh, prevailed at the end. 
All right, that's uh, some thoughts from Grant Fear and Paul Coffey on the Oilers' 1987 Stanley Cup Championship. We had Jerry Johansson on yesterday from the Sports Corporation. Um, and Jerry, is, you know, has one of the, I'd say, ten biggest books of clients in the NHL. Well, he definitely does in the NHL. Guys like uh, Sebastian Ajo of Carolina and Ryan Getzlaff in Anaheim and Carey Price of the Montreal Canadiens and Pareko in St. Louis and Gallagher in Montreal. Uh Jerry Johansson said yesterday there is uncertainty and it's frustrating his players right now in terms of what's going to happen moving forward with the league. I think the biggest problem we have is just uncertainty. I don't even think it's this uh, stupid virus. Even. It's just the uncertainty around everything. So I think as time goes by, you know, things are going to gonna have more testing and, they're, you know, people are going to adapt to this and how they run their business and, and everyone's going to have more information. So I think as we get the certainty level rises, I think, you know, people will get more and more comfortable with it. And I think that's where our players are at. Like, you know, they're, they're creatures of habit. Their schedules really haven't changed much in their entire life as it regards to, in regards to hockey so you know now we're talking about when we shut hockey down now they you know they may be back playing finishing a season in the summer <laughs> so you know in the scheme of the world it's not a very good problem because people have much bigger problems than that but it it's just a short-term system in terms of, of what's normal so i think all of them will adapt once we figure in you know what is the plan and how we're going to execute it all right, that's Jerry Johansson. Again, that's the Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Work, where we're safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Well, uh, TBA in terms of what's going to happen for the conclusion of the 1920 season, if we indeed have one. Um, and when does the 2021 season start? Epstein's mother has texted the show and said, Bob, do you have a scouting report on Theodore Lenstrom? I do courtesy of Mike Zanier, who uh, uh, was a Oilers number three goaltender in the 83-84 Stanley Cup championship run. Uh, he's out of Trail, British Columbia, played in the Western Hockey League, and he now does color for uh, Swedish TV. So courtesy of Mike Zanier, he says, uh, uh, Bob, his strength hands down for Theodore uh, Lenstrom is his speed. Great explosiveness, much faster than other guys, so he just separates himself. Defensively, he can struggle a bit, but he can catch guys if he gets beat. He's pretty dynamic in beating the first four-checker, which is one of his great assets. Great hands and puck control, good shot, good size, hard-working defenseman. So we appreciate Mike Zanier for getting back to us on that front and uh, Epstein's mother for sending the text in as well on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. When we come back, we'll get to NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing, building tailored branded programs where your order is done on time every time. Elite Promotional Marketing. Bob Stopper, Brendan Escott with you on Orders Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Fear Finn has texted us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line to say, Bob, blue from the movie Old School, saying dust in the wind better than Kansas. Really? I don't think so. Uh... Hey, Bob, I'm not sure what political left and right has to do with your stance on a global pandemic. I would hope ideology doesn't factor in decisions made by health experts from Billy. Well, Billy, I, I think it'd be fair to suggest that there might be a wee bit of politicizing out there. 
I'm kind of on the middle on this one. So that doesn't please anybody. That's what we're finding out. You can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. Again, Brian Lawton coming up at uh, 1235. We will have Jason Kenney's press conference at uh, just after 1 o'clock. Uh, David Staples and Gaetan Haas uh, joining us in the second hour of the show as well. And off to NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing. And here's Brendan Escott. All right, Bob. Uh, Habs forward Philippe Dano uh, had some interesting comments yesterday uh, from the players' standpoint. So just I'll give you the Coles Notes version. He just said that, you know, three to four months sequestered away from players' families is is way too long. He does not believe that the Players Association would vote in favour of that. But here's the caveat, as we've mentioned a couple times throughout the last couple of weeks, Bob, is that most of these gripes are coming from players well outside the playoff picture. So that's an angle to, uh, you know, monitor going forward. Forward here, I suppose. Flyers forward Oscar Lindblom set to undergo his final treatments for a rare foam form of bone cancer that halted his breakout season back in December. The 23-year-old status for next season, though, remains up in the air, but doctors said the treatments could not have gone better. The Canucks inked last year's second-rounder Niels Hoglander to a three-year entry-level contract this morning. Had a bit of a quiet year in the SHL as a 19-year-old, but did score 19 points in 15 games representing Sweden in the under-20 circuit. And the Red Wings inked 25-year-old Swedish national Matthias Brom to a one-year deal this morning, coming off a career-high 43 points in 52 games in Sweden's top league. All right. Uh, today is the 53rd birthday for Curtis Joseph. He was brilliant for the Oilers in the 97 and 98 playoffs. Uh, the Oilers were down 3-1 to Colorado in 1998, and Joseph went out and stopped 92 of 93 shots in games 5, 6, and 7, including wins game, uh, winning games 5 and 7 right in Denver, Colorado. Uh, I want to know from you, uh, for those of you that maybe were part of a new generation of the Oilers fans born in the uh, mid or sort of uh, that became Oilers fans in the mid-1990s, was Curtis Joseph your favorite guy off those... Oiler uh, teams of 97, 98. Who was your, who was your guy? Was it Doug Waite? Was it uh, Jason Arnott, 97? Boris Mironov? I'd have to think for a lot of you, it should have been Curtis Joseph. He only played for the Oilers for three years. He was brilliant in those two playoff seasons. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back from the NHL Network, Brian Lawton. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.